we are here. Welcome to the Creator Economy. The Creator Economy is our brand new show. It's a weekly news show on everything happening in the creator economy. We'll be trying to take a, giving you like sort of a roundup of the latest news, some commentary from us, uh, and of course, some interviews and deep dives on key topics in the creator economy. Um, we go live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. What's that? 5, p 5 p.m.? 5 p.m. Yep. time, right? Yep. Uh, and 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and so you can find out more about us over at created.show. It's the official um, show page and show notes for this show. We are streaming right now live on <clears throat> Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Clubhouse, and Twitter spaces. So pick your poison wherever may be the most interesting or appropriate place for you. Um, if you want to take a look at our ugly mugs, feel free to join on video. If you're happy with listening, then we encourage you to stay tuned in on uh, one of our audio streams. Um, so we also are posting longer form content and notes over at our website. So if you head over to createdeconomy.com, uh, that is our website, our blog, as you may say these days, right? Do people use the word blog anymore, Ken? I don't know. It's the, the these young kids. You know, it's like it's like if it's not ephemeral, it's not 15 seconds, they're not going to pay attention. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so thank you for joining us. This is our first episode. We've been talking about this show. We actually, I, I when did I ping you, Ken? Friday? Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about you know, like... I forgot to hit record, so now I hit record. <laughs> <laughs> This is going swimmingly. The video uh, is recording. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, good. <laughs> no, yeah. well, I think yeah. This is uh, talking about agile, agile podcasting, right? I mean, you 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 ping me uh, like I think it was right before the weekend. Like, hey, you want to do a show? And I'm like, sure, why not? Right? And I was thinking, oh, this takes a little bit of time. We're going to start to plan these things out. And then you're like, oh, well, our first show will be this Wednesday. I'm like, excuse me, that's pretty fast. <laughs> and I mean, might as well, right? It's like, you know, just dive, dive uh, uh, feet first into into the fire. And, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, by the way, uh, if you're out there watching uh, in the video, I see some of you out there, please tell us where you're coming from in the comments. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like to ask, by all means, we encourage you to leave those in the comments as well. Uh, let's do some quick intros, um, just so you know who you're talking to or you're listening to. Uh, I'm Greg Narain. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been involved in the creator economy since uh, 2006 or something like that. Uh, I was the first employee at Clout. Uh, I then went on to start my Y Combinator company, Shoot, where we helped brands work with creators and their fans to leverage user-generated content. And now I'm the founder, uh, co-founder of a company called Zealous, which is helping live streamers actually create revenue streams out of their live content. And I'll pass to my friend Ken to introduce himself. Cool. Thanks, Greg. Uh, so I'm Ken, Ken Young. Uh, I am currently the technology editor at Flipboard, a content and curation discovery app. Uh, currently, uh, what I basically do is pay attention to what's going on in the world of tech. That includes internet culture, uh, memes, uh, social media, the, all, everything that everyone loves uh, to, to complain about. And previously, I was a reporter for VentureBeat and The Next Web, where I covered every aspect of tech you can possibly think about, whether it's uh, you know the rise of the big tech giants or you know the latest startups that are working on stickers uh, for apps, uh, ephemeral messaging, social audio, or you know whatever else, uh, IoT type stuff and venture capital. So those, so I've kind of been in this space for for many years. Uh, I started writing from my own blog in back in I guess before 2000s, uh, and currently am still doing that. And now I'm kind of you know into the swing of things and hoping to talk to Greg more about what's going on in the creator creator space. 
Absolutely. And we, we've both been creators in one form or another. Ken's also a photographer. I don't think you mentioned that. Um, so yeah, we, we've been doing this for quite some time. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the format here and how we're going to be doing this and producing this content, actually. Um, so our goal with the show is to sort of have, you know, kind of two major parts to it every week. Um, the first part is we'll be collecting and finding uh, interesting um, news from the space. And so we'll be trying to, you know, give you some themes and to bring together some of that story about what's happening in the creator space. And then the second half, we'll be bringing in entrepreneurs, um, creators to come with us and actually talk and take a deeper dive into different parts of, you know, what's going on in the creator economy. Today, we'll be talking in the second half about social tipping. Uh, I did a long form or a tweet storm and then some other posts about that earlier. And we have um, our friend Bart, Bart Melton here uh, to also share and uh, add to the conversation. So, Ken, why don't we jump right into it? Sounds good. So I guess when we're talking about the this whole show is all about the creator uh, economy and, and it's very fascinating in terms of why, like, what is the appeal for, for like, you can be any, it's easy for anyone to be a creator these days, but it's also like, but how do you, why is it appealing for, for platforms such as uh, Substack or Clubhouse uh, or, or Twitch or YouTube to kind of go more, go, uh, go further into, to attracting uh, these creators. Right. I mean, it, it kind of seemed like, yeah, like YouTube pioneered this back in a day. Right. And, and when they, when they first launched they had this whole creator uh, uh, community and now everybody's uh, doing it like immediately. One of the first strategies when you launch uh, a, a social platform of some sort is that you immediately have to do some sort of a, a, a fund to, or some sort of incentive to, to appeal to creators. And it's almost like you're, you're bribing people to, to jump, come on board. Like Greg, what are you, what are you seeing in terms of that? Like, is that kind of, kind of the new, the new MO for, for tech companies as part of their marketing and, and, and their, and their strategy? Uh, you know, it's a great question, Ken. And, and this week we saw um, YouTube launched a new fund for their shorts, which is sort of their their competitor, I guess, to TikTok to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think I think it's a little bit twofold. Right. Um, I think some of it is defensive. Right. Like in the sense that the platforms that are offering the best monetization pathways for creators ultimately uh, will draw more creators to them. And so what I think is happening is that. Uh, Platforms are realizing that, hey, there's a chance or a risk of our our creators churning off platform if we don't provide them like the, the proper pathways or opportunities for monetization, right? Um, and you know, look, uh, I'll, I'll be the optimist, even though I know that this probably isn't really there. But 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 maybe some part of them realize that after all those years of kind of you know not really paying creators, but using and leveraging them in all these interesting ways. Um, is that they're now sort of starting to drive towards sort of like saying, how can we balance this equation a little bit better right now? Obviously, this is not a lot. And, and, and by the way, you know, as every platform tends to launch new capabilities, you know, say when LinkedIn launched LinkedIn Live or when YouTube is launching shorts, um, the algorithms tend to sort this kind of content to the top, right? Like mm -hmm. they want um, they want to increase the usage of that content. They want to make sure that these new features get utilized. So you'll see them sort of incentivize it. And I think so there's on one side, the consumption side, the algorithmic side is actually driving that content to the top of the list. But at the same time, these funds, it seems, are often a way of inspiring uh, you know, creators to say, how can I go leverage or experiment with this format, this content type, right, as a way to get to get going, right? So right. And another way to think about it is, is you look at, it could also be a way to to encourage different types of creators, right? I think it's it's 
it's easy to have like, hey, I'm going to create a hundred million dollar fund uh, to just get creators. It's like a catch-all uh, type of type of fund, right? But then at the same time, you look at what what Facebook's doing. It's like they're they have a twenty five million dollar fund. Uh, or they had one that's focused on encouraging black creators, right? And and so you can get a little bit more diverse. You can get more diversity, which is very well needed in terms of tech. Uh, you can get more inclusivity, uh, and it helps uh, these companies better uh, to build better tools and services that that are going to be available to everyone instead of uh, eventually hearing like how there's all this uh, you know criticism around you know whether it's uh, it's too racist or. Or, or it's racist in general, or uh, there's a lot of hate speech or whatever. It's like, it's just not uh, a welcoming place anymore. So ho hopefully this will help curb that. Um, and I think what what what's interesting, I mean, money's always the the ultimate uh, um, cudgel that, that that these companies can, can put out there, right? Especially if you are a big platform. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be very hard for like, uh, like if Twitter did a, a $10 million fund, for example, for, uh, for creator uh, fund for like review, could Substack necessarily come up with that equal amount to, to, ought to, you know, kind of balance the scales, probably not right now. Um, so there's like, it's a, it's a heavy, heavy thing, but I think for small, for, for smaller companies, these funds can be very encouraging to, to at least get onboard people and then kind of encourage them to, to, to experiment with their platforms. Uh, and then, teach them like and teach these companies how to better use like how they're you know the potential for what could happen in a product roadmap right and uh who knows i i mean it's, it's it seems like it's got to be a a thing it's like as soon as you raise money right for for your company like half part of that has to be allocated towards like creators you know and and mm -hmm. i mean creators went out either way i mean they're like hey we're getting money from from subs uh from substack we're getting money from tiktok and and youtube and, and clubhouse you know, it, but it's like, I guess at that some point, it's like money is money. Um, you know, what's what's stopping? Is there are there exclusive deals as a result of that as well? So I I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I would say it's as cliche as it sounds. It's too early to tell uh, in terms of these funds. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of fascinating that how these how these tech platforms are basically becoming creator VCs or creator capitalists as, as, as it were, like, uh, uh, and invest investing in, in, uh, in these creators. So like money's trickling down, downstream from, uh, from investors to companies to uh, slash startups to, uh, to the individual. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's certainly a good amount of money, I think being spent, um, in this universe. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think like, let's, let's remember what it's for. It is to incentivize behavior, right? These funds for the large part, um, you know, now some of them I do maybe may believe in the creator economy. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg was just out recently saying, you know, uh, going on about like all the new ways that Instagram is going to be offering new ways for creators to monetize, which is, I think, laughable considering that, you know, Instagram has been around for 12 years and has paid zero dollars to creators uh, so far. Right. Um, so, you know. Keep an eye out. We think this is an interesting thing. We'll see more of these funds, uh, you know, Substack, YouTube, Clubhouse. Everybody's got to sort of some way of supporting or, or paying the creator community now to sort of like do more of the things that they're hoping they would do, right? Um, let's move to our second topic, though. Uh, and just as a quick reset, hey, everyone here, we are in the Created Economy podcast uh, stream show. I don't know what the right word is for this. Um, but we are on Clubhouse. We're on Twitch. We're all over the place right now. Uh, leave us a comment uh, and let us know where you're from. Uh, invite some friends in if you would like them to join the conversation. Um, we are going to go to our second topic, though, which is actually related to Clubhouse. 
Um, and the question here is, can Clubhouse stay on top even when the big companies are coming after it? So, Ken, we saw this huge trend. You know, the se after the second like Clubhouse raised its first little bit of money, you, you know, everyone else sort of like announced instantly like that they were going to have social audio features added into their ecosystem. So I'm curious, like, what do you think? Like, do you think Clubhouse can make it? I, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly avid daily user of Clubhouse. You are more like increasingly becoming one, I think, now that you have it. It's on Android. But what, what do you think? What, what is your read on this? So you're right. And, and like once it hit Android, like I was like, oh, I've, I've started to see a lot more usage of it. Like previously, I've been on I, I use Clubhouse on my iPad. Um, it's the only thing I, I could iOS device that, that would support it. I don't have an iPhone. And it was it just wasn't intuitive enough for me on my iPad, right? I think it's for me that it was the device that kind of was the obstacle uh, that, that caused that friction. It's like, no, I don't really want to lug around my iPad from from my desk here to my living room to, you know, whatever. And plus I can't use it outside of, uh, outside of my home, uh, without Wi-Fi. So now I'm using it on my Android device. It's like, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm using it more, uh, not necessarily like I'm always on it, like m many people that we know. Um, uh, but it's like, all right, let's see what's what once in a while, let's see what's going on there. But I think the question is like, when you look at what, you know, Twitter spaces is out there, um, which we're now, which we are broadcasting on as well. Uh, like uh, discord has one, uh, Facebook's uh, toying with one. Uh, they, they, I think they're starting to test one out Spotify, uh, Whole, uh, and a whole bunch of ones. I'm surprised like Google or YouTube didn't announce one today, this week at Google IO and just call it like buzz or something like bring back that brand. I think, uh, I think they tried that one before. <laughs> but, but, but I think the, the thing here is like, is you, you, we, we've seen the, the reports that clubhouses, um, usage numbers or, or downloads has, has gone down in the past couple uh, past couple months, right? right? Like, by, by third party data, right? Yeah. Now, okay, I can see why because everyone's like, oh, now they're now you, you see it on on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I think it's all where your 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 base application is, right? If I'm always on Twitter, if I'm always on Facebook, or I'm always on YouTube or Instagram, it's easy just to be on one single app as opposed to, oh, let me jump to Clubhouse. Let me jump to this and this and this, right? It's like, it's one, it's, I think people prefer to have like one app that kind of does it all where, where there's a lot more of this cohesive type of strategy. Um, and at one point you look at what you, with, with, uh, with the, between Twitter spaces and, and Clubhouse is, where's, where's the brand safety where for, for, for advertisers, you know, those type of things. But it's also where's your audience going to be? Like if I've taken a lot of effort to curate an audience, a fan base on Twitter, right? I'm coming on to Clubhouse. There's no guarantee that I'm going to necessarily garner that same type of uh, following, right? It took me many years to 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 do that to get 17,000 uh, people to follow me on Twitter. I'm actually surprised that's that high. Uh, but it's like on Clubhouse, I have. Just over just, a thousand. There's people. a lot of Russian bots out there. That's very true. I, I'm pretty sure I'm being I'm being <laughs> uh, a, a one big phishing scam. It's like, really, you want to you want to come after me? Like, okay, um, no. So I think, but I think with with what Twitter ha offers there, it's like I think Clubhouse is all about the social audio, but Twitter is all about a lot more things. It's not just. It, I mean, it was fundamentally about the tweets. Then it started becoming about like, hey, how else can we define? 
uh, what a t- quote unquote tweet is. And it's like, okay, there's audio part of it. There's a video part of it. There's a photo part of it. Uh, now there's a newsletter part of it, right? It's like, there's, there's this redefinition of what Twitter is. Um, and then you look at what Discord is. It's like, oh, it's it's an additional, it's an adjacency for, for a lot of these companies, right? And Slack is toying with one of the, like doing some sort of an audio, like a clubhouse type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, but it's, you don't see that as like, hey, this is like a big product announcement where you're like, hey, we're announcing this new service or whatever. It, and it's, it's almost like it's, it's second nature to what these, these platforms core product is. Um, so I think what, so they can, I don't think it's a, a, a lose, lose situation for, for big tech. They're like, eh, okay. Do you, if it doesn't do, you work. Think, do you think clubhouse survives? I guess. Is the I thing. think clubhouse survives. I think it survives. I think it, I think if it plays its cards, right, it could be uh, almost like SoundCloud is. And of course we know SoundCloud has had some issues uh, in terms of uh, remaining relevant amongst everybody uh, amongst the big players like Spotify and everything like that. Uh, but at some point, if they play their cards right and they uh, uh, and they start to to build more, I think they have a good chance of of kind of eventually becoming maybe like a YouTube of of social audio, mm-hmm. um, or okay. at the very least, maybe I don't know, like a, like a Vimeo of of social audio. So it's kind of like it's it's still relevant and it's still hard to kill. Yeah, it's still very vulnerable now, but I think it's still still some traction. I've actually always imagined um, Clubhouse's destiny sort of more akin to Sirius XM or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like sort of like this um, new hybrid space between static podcasts and sort of real time sort of like, you know, programming. Um, and I, like, I think like what I see in Clubhouse is sort of the elevation of you know, hundreds of thousands, of tens of thousands, at least, right, of like really interesting, um, say, domain experts um, in various topics, where previously, you might not have ever been able to like get a contract, say, with Sirius, right. Um, and of course, like, they, they would be paying you. But where now people are saying, I'm going to, I'm going to opt into paying, I'm going to spend my time to produce this content. And the bars are really low, right, like to become a, pre- a creator in Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is build a following, you can monetize it, which seems like the normative sort of behavior in sort of the general creator economy as we're moving into like sort of this next generation of creator economies where my audience can lift me up and I don't need to rely on a platform to provide that like sort of um, sustainability to me. And so I think like what we see in Clubhouse, for example, is a lot of, an opportunity for lots of people who previously didn't have a voice, right? Um, or say not necessarily a voice, but a platform for expressing it, mm-hmm. um, maybe because of like they didn't have an existing audience to tap into. They didn't have maybe the technical skills or, or tools of production, right? Um, and and they didn't have the ease of participation for third parties, right? And so, you know, like for example, I went from like zero followers in Clubhouse at end of September and to like almost 13,000, right? Mm-hmm. And that was just by doing sort of like daily content, right? And so I what I think, I, I also believe Clubhouse can survive, but I think like that survivability is sort of like, um, is, is as you sort of mentioned as a sort of an independent content uh, platform because I believe they will likely be one of the few that is focused only on audio, right? Right, and I think and if you look at these big, big, te- big platforms, they have their own. They have a lot of their own problems to deal with, right? And so their focus won't entirely be on on social audio, right? You look at Facebook; they got plenty of antitrust issues to to deal with, and they're all focused on like VR. They're focused on messenger they're focused on instagram they're focused on facebook they're focusing on ads and 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 their own content moderation issues um you look at google and youtube like they're they got their own issues a whole set of uh problems and and uh, uh concerns they got in their ro- in their roadmap so 
I think club with clubhouse is like, look, let them all figure out, try and figure out what the hell they're doing mm -hmm. uh, and sort everything out while we're just going to run our race. And it's like, look, our bread and butter, our focus is always going to be on, on, on audio, on social audio. And you're right. And we can, if we can kind of stay that path and, and fix our own problems and not overextend ourselves, I think it's fine. Right. Cause Again, as I said earlier, it's like a lot for big companies. This is more like a like an afterthought, and it's like, oh, okay, we'll just it's a nice to have, so we'll throw it in there, and if it works, it works. But we're not going to necessarily invent like ramp up a a, a, a a giant team and put like you know mil hundreds of millions of dollars into this. You know, this is not going to be a giant you know a profit loss type of uh, a, a situation for them. Um, but I think with Clubhouse, it's like they you're right. It's like you look at all the stuff that you have, it's a lot easier to to set up your own room. And you look at the success of what Anchor did back back in the day, right? It's like it made it easy just to do create your own podcast, right? Um, a, a lot of these a lot of these things are all about those type of uh, um, capabilities. So I think it's it's your it's it'll be worth watching. I don't I don't see Clubhouse going away um, in, well, in they, the near future. They, no. they certainly have enough funding to, to that. Well, in addition to that, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, just for everyone listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it for you being here. Uh, feel free to leave comments if you're watching by video. Um, feel free to raise your hands uh, on the audio platforms, <laughs> and uh, we will we will figure out a way to bring you on stage and integrate you. Just be uh, aware that we are recording, so you know we want to make sure that everyone's okay with that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Ken. So the last topic we had for today, and by the way, folks, um, in case you're looking for the news, um, I did tweet out, a, I sent a link out to it. We have a Flipboard account uh, over at the Created, created Economy. Uh, and in case you want it, uh, if you're watching, I'm going to flash. Oh, gee, there's so many pieces to move in a, in a live stream. Uh, uh, if you look at screen, though, um, <laughs> you can see an ad for where we are, but we're at flipboard.com slash at Created Economy. We put all the links that we source and resource uh, and investigate like uh, for each episode will be up there. Ken's creating a magazine for each one. So uh, feel free to head over there if you want the links. I've also shared it out and we will share the show notes after. Um, now, uh, the last topic we had was just sort of like how the, you know, just sort of, uh, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but just sort of how the large platforms are sort of moving. And there was two interesting articles this week um, that came out, um, you know, Snap, uh, is announcing a brand new creator marketplace uh, mm -hmm. coming out this month. And Pinterest is testing live streamed events, right? And um, this ultimately led to like, the, what will be the last part of our combo with uh, with Bart, actually, when we're talking about social tipping, because this came out of an earlier report from Axios, where they were talking about sort of how the major platforms were adopting all these monetization tools and how these features are being normalized, right? And we saw this normalization in the past, right? We saw, um, think about it, like, where were stories? Like it started like when stories was like just a Snapchat thing. And then now everybody has stories. Right. Right. Um, and then it started where like there was live streaming and then suddenly one tool had it. Oh, and then suddenly guess what? Every, Twitch had it. And now every tool has it. Right. Um, turns out discord had audio a long time ago, guys. Uh, but in case you didn't know, uh, clubhouse came out with it as well. And we see now that uh, social audio is becoming another horizontal sort of part of the toolkit. So I think it's really interesting that we see, um, <laughs> James is saying he was seeing you in a tie. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's really interesting to see that these platforms are not not just talking about it, but starting to activate it, right? And so so what do you think, for example, like Pinterest live streaming, right? Like what, what, what's your thoughts on that? You know, I, I think it's, I, I, I should be surprised, but I'm really not. I mean, at some point it's like, it's almost like you you have a, 
if you ever built something like a website on like a Weebly or a Squarespace or something, you know, or even doing uh, writing a blog post in WordPress, right? You have these little blocks, these modules that you can just, you know, just tap and presto changeo. It's it's part of it, right? And it's and it's for like social platforms, it's almost like you kind of have to, you know, you're just pulling from the well. It's the same. Everyone's pulling from the same well. It's like okay, all right, let's uh, at this point we'll we'll do live stream. Okay, we'll just tap this box and boom, there you go. We'll, we'll now have it, right? It's like, is it necessarily innovation? No, but for companies that are that are all about banking a, a lot on creators, on, on people uh, um, doing, like t- telling their story on, on these things, on these services, you need to, bu- you need to uh, empower them and give them tools to do that, right? And, and, it's, and it's ways to help them promote at scale on on these platforms, right? And 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 to remove that friction as well. One thing that we didn't um, mention here is like with Twitch, right? Twitch announced this week that they're lowering subscription. Uh, uh, like I think their subscri- subscription takes uh, on by by location or something like uh, to that effect. So the take rates are going down. I think so. They're localizing. I'll, I'll do a do a quick. There's look a on lot that. of room in there because it's already. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, well, I mean, but but that's the thing, right? I mean, they're they're making it easier for for these. Um, Thank you, thank you, uh, Cynthia, uh, for that. Uh, families watching on 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 Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so, but here's the thing, right? I think with with Pinterest, it's like you—they're you, all about the creator economy. They're they want people to who are crafty, who are uh, uh, building stuff, and they want to be able to further tap into it, right? And it's like, how do you get them further engaged? Because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, if I'm not going to be doing this, where am I going to 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 show off my whatever crafts or or products or devices I'm gonna I'm gonna make? I'm gonna go onto YouTube or I'm gonna go create it, go on IG Live, or I'm going to go on to Twitch, right? Yeah. And and these companies don't want to lose them. So these are all tools to ways to kind of monopolize your attention as a creator and as a user. But at the same time, it's it, what it wants to do is to, you know, to to help you co- help connect uh, you with 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 more of their platform, right? And and I'm looking at this now. It's like, oh yeah, so the the Twitch thing is they're lowering subscription uh, prices, uh, allowing streamers to earn more money, right? So mm-hmm. it's like they're mm-hmm. making it. They're they're adding these enticements. You know, it's like, well, hey, and, and if folks don't realize this, uh, Twitch last year collected two billion dollars from subscriptions, uh, and only fifty percent of that made it back to creators, right? Because yeah. that's their natural take rate. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's think of it this way: like, if you're going to go uh, window shopping for something, like for shoes or for furniture, or for clothes or whatever, it's like, what's going to entice you to go to like a Macy's versus a a Nordstrom or a Cole Hans, right? I mean, it's like it, it's going to depend on. Like maybe if they have the shoe in stock, well, if they have that the shoe uh, in stock in all all the stores, what's that next differentiator uh, beyond the brand, right? Beyond that experience, it's going to be what, how much are you paying in price, or what, like the overall uh, compensation or or yeah. or financial repercussions, right? And then that's going to be a big uh, decider for for a lot of these things. Um, and of course, these big companies can do the can leverage this. I mean, they they just you know they can just drop it as opposed to. But in it, it's like, how do these smaller companies survive? And it's almost like, for 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 creators, it's like, should should they? It's like, should they be supporting small startups versus big tech? Yeah, on one hand, it's like, where's your audience versus, do you want to see 
you know, yeah. if you go with like a clubhouse, you get better take for, you know, better, better uh, results and be, and, and appreciation versus going on to, that's a, and that's know, a tough move I guess, though, for, I don't, you know, creators supporting startups alone directly, you know, they still need a lot of reach. Um, at least that's tra the traditional thinking, but speaking of reach and as we move into this sort of part of the conversation, um, uh, everyone raise your hand if you'd like to chat. I don't know how this is going to work out, uh, but I'm going to try to bring you into the stream. I see Gabby, <laughs> you got your hand up. Um, Bart, welcome to the show. We're entering the part, like the second half, like we're trying to stay on time here, but um, at, at this part, what we're going to actually be talking about now is really, I think, taking a deeper dive or look at social tipping, um, which is one of these verticalized sort of monetization features that we we, we saw come out. Uh, there's a post over on our blog at the createdeconomy.com uh, that actually talks or says a roundup of sort of like two or three takes of like what social tipping is really all about. Um, I've got some people here. I, I'm going to try this. L let's see it. Um, <laughs> like what happens. Uh, but I'm going to try to bring up someone as a guest. Where's, where'd Gabby go? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to bring Gabby up. All right. Uh, and Bart, welcome. Do you want to give a quick introduction and say hello? Hi, I'm Bart Melton. I founded Cinepenny. Um, it is a micropayment service. So we're trying to fill in the gap uh, for online payments from a, basically a penny to a dollar. Um, because, well, I mean, when you look at apps and like Apple Pay or Google Pay, you actually have an official $1 minimum. And some others will let you charge a little bit less, but with the fees, it's not feasible. So, and we've moved into the social tipping area with allowing people to tip less than a dollar. So. Hmm. Interesting. Um, let's see what happens here. Oh, by the way, uh, um, the idea of micro tipping is really interesting. I want to get to that in a second, but I want to just try this out. Um, <laughs> let's see what happens here. Can you hear? Can you, can you say, can Bart, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Ray, is that you? Yes, sir. All right. Do you have uh, do you want to say hello? And uh, do you have any questions for Bart, by the way? Um, not at the moment. I'm just um, thankful. I'm thankful and grateful for letting you uh, for letting me into this space, and I appreciate just the conversation going on right now. Awesome. Well, this is a uh, super interesting. I'm I'm bringing some more front friends up in the Twitter Space Society Clubhouse friends. If you also want to try to get involved, just raise your hand. We'll try to bring you up. Literally, no idea what's going to happen. So, Bart, let's let's talk for a second here now. Right. Microtransactions is especially hard, right? Because, um you know, like the transaction fees themselves, right? So can you, can you tell us a little bit about like, I guess your business model and sort of how do you support um, this activity? Because I think one of the challenges that historically that's existed, right? Is that the processing fees have usually been so high that like micro tipping was like very difficult to sort of to right. operate against. And that's why we've, we've seen like these bulk models where, you know, you buy to coins or tokens or bits or something else. How, how does your system work? Um, we're basically like that. We have, we work, like a prepaid credit card type of deal. Um, so, you know, you, you buy X number of credits on a, a, our system, then you can spend those anywhere you want in any amount. Um, so, and for, on the other end, we don't charge transaction fees. So our minimum tip or payment or whatever is one one hundredth of a penny. That's our smallest transaction. Mm -hmm. um, and we did that so that it's not just, you know, the U.S. because in the U.S. a penny is completely trivial, but in other places it may not be. 
Um, and so, now, when you, when someone's tipping a penny, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, know, yeah. but when someone's tipping a penny, what is the the inherent value? Like, let's not not the financial value, but like, what what's going on? What's the psychology of that? Well, so Twitter's a great example of this. How how many tweets do you think that you see the tweet itself is really worth a dollar to you? Versus very very little. Very, very little, but it's the minimum you can tip somebody. So now you're left with the conundrum. Okay, either, you know, if you really support this person, you're going to go through the process of, you know, taking the time to log into another system, leave a dollar tip, but now you're left with the question, okay, when do I tip again? Do I wait a month? Now do I have to remember last time I tipped? You know, or, you know, is there a certain threshold of before, you know, it kind of builds up to that value again? On the flip side, you know, if you were, if you had the option, say in Twitter, that there was a button that said tip a penny right beside the like button, and it was just one click, boom, you're done. How often would you bang that one tip, that one cent button? You know, I mean, for, you know, if you're in the US, I could say a penny's mm -hmm. trivial, who cares? I'd be mm -hmm. going down through there, you know, like, you know, if anybody dropped the slightest bit of wisdom, I'd be like, bang, bang, like tip, boom, yeah. done, you know, move on. So it's and like a it, monetary like kind of. Well, exactly. The, the problem we have right now because of transaction fees and things like that with a, kind of a $1 minimum, you have to support the creator themselves, you know? And so as a creator, it's kind of, it's easy to monetize real fans. You know, they're looking for ways to give you money uh, or at least oftentimes. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side of that, how do you get casual users, the people who are there just for, you know, that read your one tweet, your watch your one video, they don't have a way to support that one piece of content. And that's kind of the disconnect we have right now because, you know, they talk about the uh, one nine ninety, you know, the one percent of true fans, the nine percent of is casually engaged fans, and then the ninety percent who are just lurkers. And right now, you really only monetize the like the one percent with um, tipping models. And so, you know, that, that's what we're trying to, at Centipede, we're trying to fill in is that the ability to come in and say, you know what, I support this one piece of content or, you know, I'm a casual user, you know, I, I want to tip the level that's comfortable for me. And it's, you know, but on the flip side of that, if you're tipping a penny, it's gotta be very fast. Right. You're gonna fill out a credit card form to tip a penny. And does someone buy a dollar's worth with you? Uh, is that sort of the, the, the yeah, so for, for us, the way um, your first, the first time you buy with us, it's $1 is the minimum. You can buy more if you want, but it's a $1 minimum. And that's kind of as a try it, you know, try it out, see if you like it type of rate. And then after that, um, there's a $3 minimum. To okay. Interesting. Re Interesting. To refill and yeah, who, who, so who's who's that? Ray? Uh, Ray, the Radio Immortal. That's my ad name. So what he's saying is correct. And when it comes to tipping, we have had to, you know, find out different various ways to get tipped, especially on Twitter now because I've had a 29. Did we lose Ray? 
Yeah, I think I think so because I, it, it suddenly went very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Did we lose Ray? Yeah, I think so. No. Oh, sorry. oh Ray. Oh yeah, there we go. Right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. So, yeah. So we we've had to go through different channels to get tips, but if we had a dedicated button, a dedicated button, even on Twitter, where you know followers can tip. I don't think they would have an issue about, you know, the fees. I think it does draw down to most of the time, how much do they support the person that they're supporting? So is it more? Uh, right. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, okay. so, so Ray, so, so is, your, is it more, are you saying, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear. Are you saying that it's more about the people when are tipping, they're tipping more about the, the creator as opposed to the content that they're, that they're, uh, that they're, they're that they're giving money to? It can be like I've seen instances of both. Like for myself personally, it's a double thing. Like you know, I give valuable pieces of information, so they'll tip me because of that. But ultimately, a lot of people have been following me for years, and they just want to tip me just because they know who I am as a person. Mm, interesting. Um, by the way, I I have see someone here, uh, Isaac. Oh, Hasselin. Um, I'm just going to introduce Isaac because I know he's here. Isaac Hayes. Awesome. I met him uh, a, a couple of times here on Clubhouse. I see him in our Twitter space. I'd love for him to be able to chat uh, after Hustling because uh, Isaac has launched Fanbase, which has, uh, I, I forgot, There's he'll explain. There's a few levels inside of his, his product as well. Hustling, did you have something as well? Just wanted to introduce my man, Isaac. That's all. Oh, all right. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, how are you? Welcome. Welcome to the show. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what you're doing at Fanbase. Thanks for having me, and thanks, Hasselin, for inviting me. Um, so Fanbase is a, is a social media platform that I founded that allows any user to monetize their content via subscription and virtual currency we call love. Um, and we have numerous verticals um, on the platform from photo, video, long-form content, live stories, and audio rooms like Spaces and Clubhouse. Everything is monetized for every single user the moment that they sign up. And what we're seeing is a very transactional community that loves supporting each other regardless of, um, you know, what you're posting. Just even if you're on stages, you're receiving um, revenue from getting love. Love is the virtual currency of fan base. Every love is about half a penny. Users purchase that love. Uh, through the the Apple App Store and uh, and soon the Google Play Store and um, you use that to love posts. Um, you can also love um, someone during a live. You can love what someone is saying on an audio stage. You can also use love to unlock exclusive content on the platform because things are paywalled through subscription. But let's say you're not comfortable committing to a full subscription to someone you can unlock one piece of their content for 100 loves which is the equivalent of about 50 cents um to the uh to the creator or the user and uh that adds up very very fast we're seeing really good numbers as far as uh the amount of revenue that people are making especially um in audio rooms and live we do not throttle down content we want every person to have as much visibility on the platform as possible. Um, I did a live demo the other day with Hosleen. I went live for about 40 minutes, you know, pretending to DJ. But I think we had about 138 um, viewers total. 
and I made about $147. Whoa. And it wow, was really incredible that I made that much revenue, you know, that fast with that small group of people. Hmm. Bart and, uh, and Isaac, I have a, that you guys raise up a, a very interesting point. It's well, Bart. First question: Are you uh, does does uh, your company have a digital currency, or is it just like a, like literally? I'm use my credit card and no. Um, we basically have a digital currency. We call them centipennies. Okay. Um, they're one, uh, you know, company name. It's all one one hundredth of a penny. Um, so yeah, easiest company name in the world. So 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 that that raises up uh, the second point because at at one point, do and 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 Isaac, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts as well in terms of the the love currency. Uh, great great currency name by the way. Um, it's it's how does this and and we we know many friends uh, and people that have their own different types of currencies as well. Like Francine Hardaway has Karma. Uh, Jeremiah Oyang has his uh, J J Wow is it I think his his uh, uh, so, currency. So you're you're talking about the the sort of creator coins. The creator coins, right? Rally. Mean, rally, rally, yeah, rally, yeah. Uh, so so at some point, do we wind up having this all be like foreign currency? Like you know what? It's like a dollar is a dollar the same as a peso versus the yen? You know, it's a it's like is a is. Bart, is your like how do I do I as a creator do I need to trade in all of these type of currencies depending on uh, based on the platform that I'm on? Yeah, and that's one of the interesting things right now. Um, you kind of have two different approaches because if you're you know Twitch has what Twitch bits is it? Um, yes. so it's kind of the same thing. They're a penny a piece, um, and people. Go, but the problem is if you're a creator. And you're you've got a Twitch channel, you've got a YouTube page, you've got a YouTube channel, you've got you know your own site that, that uh, embeds your YouTube, etc. Those Twitch bits only work there. Mm -hmm. So then, as soon as they go to their, your YouTube channel, now you know they're having to buy into another one. So then you have the question of, you know, on the one hand, it's great that these big companies like Twitter add monetization. Um, and their tools are actually, you know, third-party tools. Um, but the ones like, say, YouTube or Twitch or Facebook has their little likes, is that then your audience can't follow you. So then the question is, is it better to have a third-party like Centipenny or Patreon or someone like that where you can link in and have that have a single tipping platform or one or two or maybe even three, you know, to, to appeal to a different audience? but they can follow you across platforms. And so then you say, should platforms try to work with these third parties mm. integrate if they really want to do, you know, good creative monetization. And that, yeah. that's another question. Yeah. I, actually, Isaac, I'm curious. Um, so th th a couple things to note. Um, if you go to my Twitter account, Acrigarius, uh, I did have a post about social tipping. Uh, we, I shared out a link also to the roundup uh, and I'll share the graphic here for anyone who's watching. Um, and, and one of the things that are trends that we sort of see sort of more emerging and it's, it's, it's early in this trend, I think, but things like Twitter, Clubhouse, what they've, um, and Spotify, what they're doing is a sort of a pass through. Um, they're not actually like implementing, say like they're actually own to big infrastructure. Um, so, um, I, I guess in, in some ways, Isaac, I'm curious, do you think or imagine potentially like, um, being able to bring love into the, into the outside world sort of as another currency for others to leverage as well? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it depends on the, the, the growth of our platform, mm -hmm. but what, 
what really has me excited is the scalability of that currency in in places like live and places like audio. Like we've had users make an enormous amount of revenue in small amounts of time with very small audiences. Like if I can make $147 with 138 total viewers, then in theory I can make, you know, one point four million dollars with one point three million viewers just just going live for forty five minutes if I had one point three million people viewing me uh, on live at one time. And that's the scalability of virtual currency um, on platforms like this, especially with people that have a really big fan base, you know, really great brands, really great artists, very popular people, um, very engaging creators and users. So when you think about it, the amount of revenue that's going to be generated for creators using virtual currency, um, I think is just, you know, it's going to be massive. What are some of the things you're, Sorry, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on a sec, guys. I just got... Wait, who's talking? <laughs> oh, Celine. Oh, Celine, go ahead, please. Uh, I, I do want to introduce something that could be a whole separate discussion is something that's unique that Isaac is doing is he's allowing the casual uh, creator or user to invest in the actual company and buy shares. So even if they're not creating, they could benefit from the whole creator economy on the platform by owning shares in the company using the, the uh, startup engine. So that's something separate, but I just also want to introduce that's another way to generate revenue at, at a you know non-creator space, if you will. I can, I can speak to that a little bit. So basically what, you know, the Reg CF uh, regulation that allows anybody to um, raise capital for their company, regardless of their net worth or annual income, wipes out that accredited investor rule. And so it gives opportunity for people that never had a chance to invest in TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram to invest in a social media platform that is scalable and is really actually in the exact same place as a seed funded company um, that Twitter and Instagram um, and, and, and TikTok all were at some, at the same, at some point. And so what I understand is that the users are what make the platform go. They're the engine. They're the economic engine of social media, right? And I tell people that if you're not making money off your social media directly into your pocket, not that someone pays you to promote posts, but if the platform isn't paying you, then you are the product. So on Fanbase, you are not the product on Fanbase. Everyone, every single user can make revenue. So on our raise on start engine, we've raised $3.3 million of a $3.5 million raise. And people can buy shares into Fanbase in the seed round and own part of the company. And that's great because users can actually sit on Fanbase all day long as owners as well. Where a lot of these other platforms, we give our, you know, our, our, our clapbacks to Twitter, our dances to TikTok, our conversations to Clubhouse and, 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 and Twitter spaces and our content, long form, photo and video to Facebook and Instagram, but no one is an actual owner of the company or has a chance to really own part of the platform. So that's very significant. Um, and I, and I, I take pride in that, especially as, as a, as a black founder, because I also know the significant um, value that 
African-American culture, black culture brings to social media platforms. So I'm really proud that anybody can own shares in this company and go along for the ride um, as we continue to scale. On on that note, like Bart, I'm sorry, uh, Bart, on the, as we think about like with, with Centipenny, like is, we're talking about like social tipping back in the, at the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Like what is, what's the roadmap for, for your company beyond like, in, in the next next year or, or two, I mean, besides just helping to facilitate tips, like you, you we heard what what Isaac's doing uh, with hit, with fan base. Like, are are there other uh, updates that you that you're planning on doing to kind of really scale uh, Santa Penny? Yeah, so <clears throat> we actually didn't start as a as a tipping platform. We have pivoted into that. We started as a paywall for publishing because um, publishing faces a lot of the same hurdles. You know, getting people to subscribe um, is a big hurdle, uh, even when they offer, you know, a dollar for three months or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, trying to get people to do a paper article, there's a lot of people who are asking for it and publishers just don't want to do it. So, right, at least not right now. So we pivoted then. Um, we were also just doing, we can do general transactions from, like, say, one hundredth of a penny up to whatever but realistically a dollar, you know, just to try to fill in that gap because, you know, if you're say an up and coming musician, you want to sell your music, but you don't necessarily, you know, you want to sell it for 50 cents. I download, you know, just to try to gen up some, some users or, you know, some fans and things like that. Well, we make that possible. Um, whereas, you know, basically anywhere else you, you stuck at the dollar level. Um, and then we moved into a tipping platform, um, we're going to have gaming API coming out that allow um, for, you know, a lot of the indie creators, the big gaming companies have their own virtual currencies and things like that. But if you're an indie developer, you don't have time for that. Cause I can tell you, you know, creating a virtual currency takes time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something you can whip out overnight. Um, don't talk to the guys at rally. They'll, they'll tell you. <laughs> so, you know, that's, um, you know, so I want to, that's one thing that we want to move into um, and some various things along those lines. But basically we're trying to, if, if somebody's like, Hey, can we, can you do this with us? We'll be like, sure. We can, you know, we now kind of have a platform to yeah. be able to build out and anything from up to a dollar, you know, if somebody wants us to do something, we'll be more than happy to fill it in. Yeah. This, so. this, this idea of micro patronage is, is, is very interesting. And by the way, I, I do want to just lasso what Hasseline and, and Isaac were saying, because I do think, um, you know, what Isaac expressed is really a sentiment that really existed in sort of that attention economy, like sort of this this previous generation, right? Like where you were the product because you were providing the data, you were providing sort of the attention, the eyeballs the, to monetize. Um, and, and maybe for a future episode, Ken, we can have uh, Isaac and, and Hosseline back with us to, to talk about this. Um, because I do think we're moving into partially this ownership economy. And I think tipping is, you know, in a lot of ways, we talked about this in a previous podcast about this, but in some ways it's a gateway drug to deeper involvement, right? Like it could be um, to sort of subscriptions, right? Which I think is, is a great opportunity for most creators. Uh, it could be to packaged or, or digital goods, right? And as Isaac is saying, it could be actually towards investment in the actual entity and it's sort of forward progress and sort of it's for it's forward futures as well right so i think there's a lot of interesting opportunities here this this space is growing so fast it's why we decided to create a show around it because these topics uh you know we, we probably have to revisit them like over and over again and and there's so many amazing founders 
creators, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and businesses and brands all like sort of sitting around the edge of this pool, trying to figure out how do we make this thing go forward, right? In a, in a meaningful and powerful way, you know, um, and, and I, I think like that's ultimately where our opportunity lies. So um, Bart, I, I think, you know, as we're, we're coming up on time, I, I you know, it, um, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us. And it was kind of last minute. Uh, Anytime. Anytime. We, we've only been planning this show for like two and a half days, three days. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we did get a website up. We did manage to stream and make a mess on five platforms instead of, you know, the normal one or two. Um, uh, thank you for your patience today, everyone, by the way. Um, and I, I'm going to tuck you back in, Bart. Uh, thanks, just as Ken and I say goodbye. Um, and I, I will make sure to include a link to uh, to, to your site as well um, in the okay. notes. Um, but um, yeah, Ken, you know, I think um, experiment, you know, sort of managed to work its way through. Um, I didn't hear any questions from Clubhouse, by the way. So if anyone in Clubhouse wants, just to make sure we touched everywhere, um, by all means, raise your hand. But I, I do think um, this has been an experiment. We are trying to live and utilize these tools ourselves. Um, to further show and uh, demonstrate sort of what's possible. Um, this has been an interesting experiment because we literally were streaming on five platforms uh, simultaneously and some of them where they can't see us and some of them where they can. Um, but uh, we are putting together this stuff. Um, all of our show notes, once again, just uh, I will flash some links here, uh, but I'll mention them also. Uh, if you want links to anything, all the articles, Ken and I look through about 20, 30 articles a week. We put them into our Flipboard magazine. You can find that over at flipboard.com slash at Created Economy. Uh, the easiest place though to find uh, access to all the stuff we're doing is actually at our full blog, our long form content and our written pieces, which is over at createdeconomy.com, createdeconomy.com. Um, and of course, uh, if you want to subscribe to show updates, get on our calendar, get alerts when we go live, head over to Zealous, which is my uh, startup actually, uh, where we're helping live streamers try to monetize their live activity. Um, and that's over at created.show. Uh, it's another great place to find out about all the upcoming content. It has some more of links uh, and some new features coming soon, which we hopefully will be releasing and staging here. Um, Ken, I don't know how you feel. I feel exasperated. Um, I don't know which buttons not to press at this point. Press I, them all. Just press them all. Smash them all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to mute myself because my, my keyboard is one of those damn mechanical keyboards. And I think that's when I, <laughs> I muted Ray. Uh, I'm learning, I promise, but uh, we're recording. Okay, so do you see where like the bottom left corner is? No, no, no. The problem is that I have like all these sources coming in. Um, so if I mute there, you won't hear me either. So I have to keep my mic on over here, but I wanted to type something. So we'll figure it out. I, I think I know what to do now. Um, in a, in about a, in a month or so, we're going to release the podcast. We're waiting to pile up our first few episodes before we do that. But I will have a transcript available of all of the, uh, of all the notes from here. Right. Um, thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you, Bart from Centipenny. Uh, dot com. We will definitely put a link in the, our Flipboard magazine as well as on our website and our show notes. Um, you guys have all been amazing. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please just um, send me a DM, send Ken a DM uh, at mention at Created Economy on Twitter. Uh, find me on somewhere, find one of us somewhere, go to our website, subscribe to the newsletter. Let us know. We'd love to have you. Every week, we want to have either a creator or an entrepreneur building something amazing in this space, hopefully more, right, with us. Uh, obviously, your questions are welcome and we enjoy having them. So by all means, uh, next time, feel free to come through and raise your hand. Appreciate that as well. If you are in Clubhouse, we have a club called The Creative Economy. If you're listening right now, make sure you cook that little greenhouse and subscribe, become a member or follower of our club over there because we will always syndicate this show back to Clubhouse as well. All right. My hair is on fire. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We ha I already have like 30 links ready for next week. So... <laughs> 
Um, we'll be back next thank week. Thank you for having us, by you, the way. You, oh, thank you guys. Thank you. I welcome. appreciate Thanks all of you up. who are participating. Uh, by all means, um, send me a DM if you if you were voiced in this. Uh, if you said something or spoke, I'll try to remember everyone I can. But what I want to do is make sure we get you mentioned in the show notes as well, so that everyone knows who was speaking and and what you were doing. Yes, I followed you already as well. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we got to figure out better rules. Like, you know, because I, I, the thing is when people start talking, <laughs> I'm like, are you on Clubhouse or are you over here? <laughs> oh, man, this is a lot of fun. But um, thanks for the experiment, Hasselin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need your help, man. We're going to have to be doing this, uh, working on this together. Um, all no, right, everybody. No problem. I appreciate it. Peace and love. Have a great day. And we'll see you next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Have a great one. All see right. You. Thank you. One love.